Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts combined be acceptable unto you. May all that your word may speak to us, empower us, enliven us, and refresh us as we continue to grow in our faith. In your name we pray. Amen. We're continuing in a a sermon series on the Lord's Prayer. If you've been with us the last few weeks, we're in our third week. And uh, we've literally just been walking through um, the Lord's Prayer as we we kind of speak the Lord's Prayer in order. And before I get into anything, I just want to thank the choir. Um, Each week they've been giving us different renditions of the Lord's Prayer, beautifully done. And uh, and so what a joy and and thank you for uh, that gift to me and to us um, as we reflect upon the Lord's Prayer in the many ways that that we think about the prayer and share that prayer, um, not only with the words of our mouth, but the ways in which we live that out in our hearts. And so, uh, so thank you. Uh, as I was reflecting, as I prepared for my portions, you know, Reverend Jurdy and I have been, you know, tr- we traded off, so you'll hear from him three times and me three times. Too. And I was thinking about the, the parts that I have. And last week I talked about the kingdom of God. And this week I'm going to talk about God's will. And I began to reflect upon how did I end up with all these huge theological things. And so next time we talk about sermon series, I'm really going to pay more attention to which Sundays I have. But uh, today we're we're here to talk about God's will, the will of God, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, we all have a, a will of our own, our desires, the way we would like things to go. And, and we exert this will at different levels. And I haven't thought much about it, but I, I now have a three-and-a-half-year-old. And I struggle with how much or how little to encourage his exertion of his will. For instance, and you know, I can even, I, I wrote this a while back, but I, I can say, last night or this morning, I guess, at four o'clock in the morning, Hunter came into my room, and I said, let's go back to bed. And he said, I don't want to go to bed. I said, we have to go to bed. Well, I don't want to sleep in my bed. No, we, we need to sleep in your bed. And, it, and, you know, this wonderful exertion of will continued back and forth between us. You know, when this happens, you know, you know, why don't you have a granola bar? I don't want a granola bar. Well, we should have a granola bar. Well, I don't want that granola bar. I want this one. Well, Hunter, they're the same granola bar. And so we continue on, and I'll come back to work, and I'll tell Reverend Jurdy Tim about it, and he'll say, that's great, he's exerting his independence. And I said, it doesn't feel very great. <laughs> because I feel like it's a back and forth. And, and to be honest, I'm not keeping track, but I don't think I'm winning. I really, I'm not sure. But, but you know, to a point, he's right. I mean, it's good for us to have opinions, to, to recognize and to make choices, to exert our will, to have a will of our own, to have the ability to make choices. You know, one of the things Jesus names to us in teaching us the Lord's Prayer is that, that God has a will. You know, I think often we, we talk about God's will, and, and I don't think about, we, we really think about the theology of what we're saying when we talk about God's will. Because more often than not, it becomes this kind of blanket statement about what the world is. And what I mean by that is, if something happens that's good, we go, praise God, this is God's will. And if something bad happens, don't, you know, don't fret, don't worry. This is God's will. And the reality of that is, the theology of that is that everything is God's will. And it wouldn't matter what we do because 
That's all God's will. And that's not our theology. You know, that leads to predestination. That, you know, there are, you know, different religions and different denominations and things that do kind of grasp around that theology. But that isn't our theology. But it's, it's amazing to me, that's the most probably used that I've heard us talk about God's will. Oh, this was, this was God's will. That was God's will. And I want us to begin to think about that a little bit differently. Because we, we have, we've been given free will. We have a will of our own. And, and that may be some of the ways that we understand being made in God's image, is that we do have a will. But, but the question is, how does our will and God's will come together in the world? I mean, how do these two kind of mesh? You know, when we think about writing a will, like the paper document, it's, it's this static document, you know, that, that can't be changed once, you know, it's, it, we've started onto it. It's a, it's a listing of our desires that we know will happen, that we dictate. But God's will is different than this. See, God's will is the direction that God desires the world to go. And there's no guarantee that God's will will be done. I mean, and and the theology of this is we say it in our Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done. Not thy will is already there. Thy will be done. So we pray this on earth as it is in heaven because the reality is that God is desiring for God's will to be done. But we must work with God to make God's will a reality. God created us with the intention to be in relationship with us. God did not dictate dominion over us, but rather a working relationship with us, where where we both work to make God's will a reality in the world. So by praying this prayer, by saying the Lord's Prayer, we are committing to God that we're on the job, that this is our work, that we are with God in this, we are invested in this work. And I think our struggle is we're searching for a job description. We want a job. Tell us, you know, tell us exactly what this job is. I mean, I'm there with you, but I'd like to know what this job is that we're doing. Tell me what to do, how to do it, what deeds will help in the cause. And I don't know that it's as cut and dry as this. I don't think there's a, a laundry list of things that are God's will that we all could share. Instead, the idea of God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven is really our way of standing before God and saying, we're willing. By being willing, we are saying that we'll go down the road with God. We'll endure, we'll go forth, and we'll be discerning before God. And this is the model Jesus gives. We heard in Matthew in the Garden of Gethsemane. He leaves his disciples, and as he goes to pray alone, before he is taken to be judged and crucified, he prays, not my will be done but thy will be done. Saying, I am willing. No matter what happens, I am willing to walk with you. This is the idea of being willing. Now, Jesus' road to the cross may not seem as good an example for everyday life. I get that. So I want to kind of understand this idea in how it's understood in our passage from Romans by Paul. I don't necessarily think we talk about this in the context of God's will, but I think this passage is a wonderful way for us to understand how we are in the world and how we relate in our will and God's will. And I began the passage this morning at the end of the 11th chapter. 
Because this section says things like, uh, from God, through God, and to God are all things. The depth of God, not God's knowledge is great. So Paul is basically establishing that all things are of God and work through God's engagement of them. And then chapter 12 begins, I appeal to you, therefore. Meaning, what I'm going to say next comes only in the understanding that God is in all things. And he says this, Paul says, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now what does that mean? Well, I think it has a lot to do with our will and God's will. To a degree, the most basic form of worship involves sacrifice. To give to God what maybe we do not want to let go of. You know, and in the ancient times, this would be your, your best meat or your best crop. In Paul's sense, we must be willing to let go of that which we desire if it does not gel with God's will. We have to be willing to put our whole self out there to God. That in itself is a form of worship. Then he goes on, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. The sacrifice comes by not conforming to the world, but renewing our minds. That is, what can be transformative? Renewing our minds is really about allowing ourselves to constantly examine what we think we know. To always be open to what God is doing in the world and in our communities and in our hearts. We continue to expand who we are. We renew ourselves in order that we can renew the world. And Paul says to renew our minds so that we may discern what is the will of God. For God is always willing, but doesn't do it without us. And no matter how willing we are, we are not able without God. This is how we were created. And this is the relationship that we are called to have with God. When we think about our own will, Paul says this is the next part. I like this part. Do not think too highly of yourself. Now, not to say that we have to think of ourselves as bad or dirt, but instead, not to put so much credence in what we will, in what we desire, in what we want. Recently, a friend of mine told me that someone he knew in their yearbook had wrote, you know, you write a quote, and he had put this quote, I'm not conceited, that's a fault, and I don't have any of those. <laughs> it's not to put ourselves too high, but he says to think with sober judgment, to use a discerning mind. Now, when we hear the word sober, we use it in a little bit different context. But really, the reality of that word, it means to think with seriousness, without prejudice. To try to look at the world with a judgment that is not about our will. But it has a larger understanding of the world outside of kind of our own bubble. We have to be willing to be transformed. The Archbishop of Canterbury was talking about struggles that were happening in the church, and he made a statement. He said, what changes the world isn't a single formula for getting the right answer, but a willingness to stop and let yourself be challenged right to the roots of your being. 
to be willing to let go of ourselves, to see the world with a renewed mind and a renewed vision. We have to be willing to be transformed so that we can journey with God and seek God's will in all things, that God's will be done. This is our prayer. It's also a commitment on our part to grow in our faith, to seek God's transformation for our lives. Paul says at the very end of the passage I read, for us to think according to the measure of our faith. You know, we discern according to the measure of our faith because as we grow in our faith and in our relationship with God, we come to know more of God. We come to grow in our understanding of of God's word and God's presence. We continually renew our minds as we grow in our faith. We sacrifice our bodies as a spiritual worship of God that we may grow in our faith. And as we grow, we learn to embark on journeys that, that may not be where we want to go. But we become more willing to take that step forward. Because we trust that God is with us, willing to take that step too. There's a story about a gentleman who went to Calcutta, where Mother Teresa was, to kind of learn. And he said, you know, I come to, to learn from you. And Mother Teresa said, well, learn what? He said, well, uh, I guess I want to learn clarity. And she says, I'm not going to teach you that. And he said, well, why not? And she said, I'm not here to seek clarity. Because in her mind, clarity was about her will. She said, I just come to trust God. We trust that God is with us. And, And we're willing to take that step because we trust God. God's will be done is a call for transformation of our minds, of our hearts, of our world. May we be willing, may we be open, may we seek the kind of transformation that only comes when we truly worship God and grow in our faith through the renewing of our minds. This is the action we're called to take this day. And this action is what we are reminded to take every time we gather together as a community and we say those words, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.